You have a seltzy? I also have a seltzy. Can you hear the bubbles? No, because that's a polar. Oh, I know. A polar doesn't have good bubbles. Uh... That's all my life consists of, really. I only have one passion, and it's seltzer. So it comes up quite a bit. I don't know what people are sick of and what they're not sick of. Seltzer is the only thing if you asked me, what do you feel about seltzer? I'd say, good. <laughs> Instead of everything else is fine. That's fine. So good is somebody else is great. Yeah, seltzer. That's oh, good. That's the most you're going to get out of me. How's how's uh, living in New York? How's your place? Fine? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's all fine. Not good. Only seltzer. No, no. Fine, fine means fine. But seltzer, that's something else. It's good. People say fine when they mean something's not, but fine, the definition of fine, it's all right. But you feel like that's your whole life is basically just fine? That's just a lack of enthusiasm for things. I see. Because if you admit that you're into something, someone can say, well, that's dumb, and they could destroy it for you. Oh. So if you say it's fine, mm-hmm. and you that's, I don't know, that's fine, even if you really like it, then it's a force field. A protection. Do you think it's a good way to live your life, or do you think it's dumbing down the experience of living? I think it's a fine way to live my life. Okay. Not everyone gets to get into the secret part of my life, so they can get they can live with the fines. I see. Okay, so it's a way to keep people at a distance. Yeah, certain people with their opinions. Right, that you're afraid of their opinions. Yeah. Oh, I really like this thing, and now you're making fun of me for it. Um... Now I feel like an idiot, and I can never like that thing again. Though seltzer, for some reason, there's a level of confidence. If someone said seltzer sucks, I'd say, not going to sway me. That's right. You would just say, you're wrong. That's the thing. You're not allowed to not like seltzer. I don't know why people need to bring you down, though. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're not bringing you down. They just care more about their own opinion. And so they're saying, no, I don't like it. It's bad. I don't understand why you like it. And then you're saying, no, you're wrong. It's good. I don't understand why you don't like it. I was talking to someone who doesn't like mint and cookies. And I said, okay. But I was thinking about a conversation other people would probably have about that. Well, you're insane. How can you? No, the person's <laughs> not insane. They don't like it. Yeah. And the other person who does like it's not insane for liking it. Why is it a thing? Why is because someone doesn't like what you like uh, that makes them out of their mind? Do you think it has to do with um, being herd animals? We're like a we're a herd. We're trying to protect our herd. So if you're doing something that's out of the ordinary, then it's sort of a threat to me. So I don't trust you as much. So if you're crazy enough to like mint in your cookie, I don't trust you to be in my herd. Yeah. So you're in the other herd that doesn't like mint in your cookie. Yeah. The Australians. What is, that, what is <laughs> one of these things you don't like? Me? There is something outside of okra. You don't like. Oh, like. no. Mm-mm. Okra. Slimy. I don't really have a defense for okra. That one I would. Like, you well, like the slime. I like okra. But I, if someone said, Ugh, I'd say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I like it. But there, were, there was something else. I like, I don't, I know everyone has this thing against raisins in cookies. I love an, an oatmeal raisin cookie. If you just had an oatmeal cookie without raisins, what is it? Oatmeal? I'm not interested. <laughs> That's why you don't have either. Those cookies shouldn't be made. No, I like those cookies. I will say this. If you can like the cookies, if I'm following what I'm telling you, you oh, can okay. like those cookies. Uh-huh. But anytime there was a cookie party, this is where I work. <laughs> We had a cookie party, uh-huh. but everyone, like a bunch of people brought in homemade cookies. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this. Someone brought in the oatmeal raisin. Those sat. Yeah. Those were the last to go. If they even went at all, I think they went in the trash. 
Raisins, since they're just dehydrated grapes, in essence, you're having grape cookies. No, grapes yeah. and raisins are totally no, different. Just, you're just, that's like saying you're having, that wine tastes like grapes. It does. No, it doesn't. With all those other mixed in flavors that the connoisseurs mm, can pick up on. Yes, stone fruit. We've already established this. The winemaker who puts his his poop in the wine. <laughs> he, <laughs> wait a minute. He doesn't. Don't don't diminish what he does. He doesn't just put his poop in the wine. He eats special foods and spices and things, lets them digest in his body, just like that animal that poops out the fancy coffee beans, mm-hmm. right? And then he makes his own sort of uh, ingredient that adds to the wine that he poops out into it. Yeah, I understand that, but he's still pooping into this wine. That's really bringing it down to something so base. And what he does is an art. It takes, it's a skill. He sacrifices. You think on Thanksgiving he's eating Thanksgiving dinner? No. He's eating his like anise and uh, cloves and peaches, rotten peaches, because they found out that it adds something to the, you know, the Cabernet. There's a fine line behind a guy who's just being crude and rude and pooping in someone's wine and a guy who eats thyme. Exactly. And then lets loose. Yes. What do you think that sells for? Is that a medium priced bottle of wine? I think they're a pretty humble vineyard. You know, they're not trying to go for the price point of fourteen dollars on average. Oh yeah. I think they're like a twelve ninety nine. Accessible to all family homes. N- not eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine you really are just looking for whatever's cheapest. I don't trust wine that has cents. I want it a I want a whole number. Oh, cents. Yeah. C E N. Dollar and cent. Yeah, okay. I, I if it was a thirteen ninety nine bottle of wine or fourteen I, the fourteen, it's classier to me. Oh. Because it's not trying to play that game with you where you think you're not spending so much. Right. And also, I feel like this guy should be selling his wine for a lot because it could be something that rich people get on board with. I could see them being snobby about it. I drink the man's shit wine. Mm. I don't think they'd call it that. It'd be like some French word for like, le de merde. Wait, what's fruit in French? I don't know. I don't know uh, other languages. Uh, Like whatever fruit is in French, de merde. I don't say that with pride, by the way, that yeah. I don't know other languages. I just don't. <laughs> I wish I did. I just can't. My brain doesn't have that have the capacity for it. The capacity? Yeah, see, I can barely get this language down. So what do you expect? <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and it is my week to pick a topic, but I didn't really pick a topic I, I I couldn't come up with something. I stood in the shower thinking that I would come up with a topic and I stayed in there for 45 minutes and just let the water hit me as I my mind went blank and my skin turned pruney. <laughs> and then I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. So then I, I asked Autumn. I cheated. I said, Autumn, what's a good topic for today's episode? And I was looking out my window at the time. So I came up with topics like tree, trees, which fences. Look. I would be happy to talk about trees if I did research. I would just have to put in some research. Sure. Get the scientific names for trees down. You know, hardwoods being the best burning wood. Right. Mm-hmm. Why you don't want to put pine in a fire. No. To, Unless you're having fun and you're outside and there's nothing around that can blow up. Say I didn't have time for this. And fences, sure. There's all kinds of different fences. Some are just decorative. Some are like privacy fences. Some are meant to maim. Ooh, Yeah. Keep people in, keep people out. 
Yeah, there was this awful picture that I saw once on the internet where a man, it happened in Atlanta. A guy was running from the police. He jumped off a ledge and there was a fence below with the oh, points uh-huh. and it caught his head and it ripped his head from his body. Oh, no. I don't say that is like a fun thing. I just came across that and I thought maybe it was fake. And yeah. So, like, no, that's a real picture. And I was like, why did that? Why was that so easy for me to see? Yeah. With I wasn't looking for that. And it didn't give me a warning if you click on this because yeah, I wouldn't have. I like that. But you know what? Those things that are like all blurred out and they say, you know, you have to click a special button for it to expose itself. I, sometimes it makes me want to see it more. Like if I had just come across it, I'd be able I'd scroll past it and wish I hadn't seen it. But then now I'm clicking to see it and I'm only my, I only have myself to blame. Yeah, it is on you at that point. Someone warned you, but it's not. It's like morbid curiosity now. It's like, oh, they're hiding it from me. I want to see it. Yeah. No, I don't need to ever see those things. Yeah. If it was that, I would I would click on it to see it. No. Be kind of interesting. No, it's not. Yeah. Listen, I get it. It dehumanizes the person. Why does it dehumanize them? Because you... Well, you think of it one of two ways. Okay. Either you're like, oh, wow, that was a person who was alive and thinking a few minutes ago, uh-huh. and now they're gone, just completely erased from existence. Right. Or that's hard to handle, so you're like, oh, I don't know. That was, you don't think of them as a person. I would look at it like, wow, this is what happens to a human body, <laughs> and what's more human than that, than wondering how the human body works? How it gets ripped apart? Yeah. Listen, it's not like- someone did it to him if someone if someone did that to him i think it would be harder to look at but if it, i mean because it was it was kind of his fault <laughs> he jumped over the thing he's running from the cops he jumped over the thing it's not it's not good that he got that you know that he died that way i'm not saying that is this our topic is no this, is this what it's becoming <laughs> for the day go ahead what's your topic it's well, your week greg <laughs> oh yeah it's my week and i didn't lean on autumn for a topic uh of traditions <laughs> Because we're near the holidays, and uh, I I just caught myself wanting to ask you if we're only talking about holiday traditions or all traditions that can span a whole year. But if it were my topic, I would have the answer for that, and I wouldn't be asking you such a question. Right. So Because I didn't help you come up with the topic. No. I mean, we can stick to holiday traditions. Okay. I did put one on my list, though, back when I used to watch football, which I don't do anymore because the Falcons stink. And I was tired of putting my self-worth into sports. Hmm. I was tired of being upset the next day. I was like, what, what, what is going on? And I'm mopey and can't get out of bed because this team lost a game. You would feel like that? Yeah. I had to distance myself from that crap. Do you think that's pretty normal? Yes, it's normal. Weird. But it's a strange, I mean, that's why people get so involved in it. But one of the traditions I had when I used to watch the Falcons games a long time ago with my friend Kent, uh, Southpaw Beer, which is no longer around, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So much Southpaw beer. Cigarettes. I would smoke cigarettes when the team was on offense. <gasps> wow. As if that helped them uh-huh. anyway. And then when they were on defense, I would eat white bread and spray butter. Wow. And with all the beer and the spray butter, well, the spray butter has no calories because that's a chemical. And right. the white bread, I was probably consuming thousands of calories, that maybe 5,000 calories, 6,000 calories in a day. And then uh, the cigarettes, yeah, it was a real healthy tradition. Yeah, did that? Did something happen while you were watching the game that made you think this is going to work? Like, oh, I only smoked during the offense, and this special thing happened. So now that it's, I need to keep that going. Yeah, you make false correlations. Yeah, yeah. You sh- you, when you were you sh- eating just white bread? You know, many and times it, good happened. You know, many times it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just because oh, I want to have a cigarette, 
Or, yeah. oh, I enjoy eating this white bread with spray butter. And uh, therefore, it, it, it's, it's helping. Look. Yeah. I'm, I'm a part of this team. So anyway, that was the only one I had that wasn't holiday. All right. I have one that's not holiday, but it's a, can, it can sort of move us over into holiday traditions. But when, um, And I don't even know if this is really a tradition or if it's like an etiquette type of thing but it made me think of it where people bring things to a house like they never go to a house empty-handed and like i said i don't know if that's like an etiquette thing or if that's just someone's tradition uh i could follow into i guess both it is an etiquette thing yeah and i rarely do it i know i want to be the person that never shows up to a house empty-handed i it's probably rude not to but if it's people i know here's the thing once, I, I guess I do feel like I need to do it. I brought a bunch of bananas once. So I like made a joke of it. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what to bring. Yeah. I don't want to bring something that people don't want to eat or consume. Well, the wine is always a good, easy thing to do. Like those oatmeal raisin cookies. Or something. <laughs> that would hurt my feelings. It would. If someone brought you oatmeal raisin, you wouldn't. You'd think it was an, an insult. No, but I'm saying if I brought them and then I see people not consuming the thing that I brought. Oh. So bananas. I was like, all right, no one's really going to want a banana. So there, it's the. My whole life is just set up protecting myself. From, yeah. yeah. That's weird. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to bring something, but I'm not going to bring something that will hurt me if you deem it unacceptable. My feelings are sensitive. So I'm going to mask it I by spent, being silly. I spent years masking my feelings when I was seven. I said, uh, that's enough. I don't need to age anymore. I'm going to stay seven forever. And then I wrote all these screwed up journals uh, about being inanimate objects that nobody wanted and I was discarded constantly. Mm. And then that was the first year. Uh, so seven, we were going into 1990. That was the first year I realized I hated New Year's and I hated New Decades, which is fitting for this. And look, it only took me 30 years to undo all that uh, crap that <laughs> I put into place to yeah. protect myself from uh, the fear that I had of dying. That was the passing of time. The dislike I had for my sibling being born. And, uh, you know, this, what I just mentioned doesn't bring up any of the systems I put in place to protect my feelings, but those surely were evolved and created around that same time. Hmm. A child. I lived, uh, I lived with the, uh, mental capacity of a seven year old for 30 years. The other parts of your brain continued to grow and expand. There was one part that was protecting that. The emotional part just yeah, stuck. I guess. Stagnant. So, yeah, tradition of bringing things to someone's house. Maybe I should open up and start, you know, taking risks. A baked brie. That's a great thing to bring. With some, like, jelly on the top and some crackles, some water crackers. All right, that'll be my tradition. I'll make the brie. Okay. I'll but just... then you have to you have to transport it warm. That's weird. No, no, I mean I will make the brie from scratch. <gasps> oh, man. I'll, I don't know what the process of making brie is. I don't is. think you can do it. I don't think people make brie at home. I don't. There's a way to do it. I bet you it's 10 times more expensive to make your own brie than to go to a dumb store and buy it. Sure. But it's the, if you want to talk about a tradition, that's the, my tradition is making my own brie. That's when we can implement. I'm going to look it up. How to make brie. Brie. How to make. How to make a brie. From home. From goat milk. That'd be really fancy. You'd have to own a goat. 
With just a few simple ingredients, this step-by-step recipe will guide you into your own brie tradition. Wow. A tradition? No. Oh, add- you added that? <laughs> I added that so it would be fitting. It would tie in. Good job. Well, actually, here's how it... Learn how to make traditional brie right in your own kitchen. Yes. So there you go. In stores, we see very, very many commercial versions. I don't care about this. It's an intermediate skill level. Okay. It that yields does, that's not too hard. Two pounds. You have to age it under two months. Uh, two gallons of milk, cream. <laughs> they like find a cave. A bunch of cultures. <laughs> and <laughs> you need some equipment. What kind of equipment? You can't do this at home. A good thermometer, midi measuring spoons, right. spooner label to stir curds, two brie cheese molds, and two draining mats. You could certainly do this from home. All right. You have to heat and acidify the milk and coagulate with rennet. What's rennet? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the whole thing. <laughs> the point is, it can be done. All right. Maybe that'll be my new tradition. I would love to hear how your brie turns out. You're going to have to go to the store and buy two gallons of milk. It's nothing. Okay. That's not crazy. No one's going to look at you weird if you're buying two gallons of milk. Seems like a lot at once. The cheese maker. Mm-hmm. The brie maker. And then I'll venture into uh, all types of cheese. Just like I make my soups. I'll make my own. I'll start inventing my own cheeses. Yeah. Certain cheeses that go well with your soups. Yeah. Cheese soups. Oh, combine them. That's what's next. That's your new tradition. And then I will hide little things in my... <laughs> Sometimes when I make things, I just like to hide little pieces of food that don't belong in there, like a crumb of a cookie. I'll just Stupid. throw it in. <laughs> it's just some weird little game that only you would know about. Yeah. I mean, at least it's something that's not going to hurt someone. Yeah. Right, it's not like a razor blade. Does that count as a tradition? I don't think so. Whatever I make soups, I That's throw... just like a weird um, impulse that you can't stop yourself from doing. When I make soups, uh, I often will throw a multivitamin in or some zinc <laughs> or vitamin B12. This soup's giving me so much energy. I mean, it's just one. That's so... true. And the, like parts per million, it's gone. Yeah. It's basically gone. But it's a nice thing that I enjoy doing. All right. What a great tradition. around the holidays well I wanted to see um, if you thought there might be a a difference between tradition and ritual or even like a custom yeah ritual I feel like is cutting a goat's head off and drinking its blood right I think a ritual is like a is like has more religious or like spiritual or magical property to it whereas a tradition is I feel like so many traditions just revolve around food you know, it's a tradition for Thanksgiving that you eat certain things. Well, so, so you say this, though, and Christmas mm-hmm. about to happen. That's a religious yeah. holiday. And we're calling it traditions and not rituals. But, okay, yes, Christmas is a religious holiday, obviously. But there are so many people who celebrate Christmas that aren't religious. So it's not just... And you're not doing something... You're not eating the... Christmas ham because it's a it has like a spiritual meaning or what like if, a, a or like it does something for you. What if you took the pig, okay, cut its head off and drank its blood? I mean, is that a that's a Christmas ritual? Is that a tradition? <laughs> no at that point. That's a Christmas ri- ritual. Okay, because it has some magical property to it, and so, magical I don't mean as in like fake magic. I mean like some sort of mystical 
something attached to it. All right, let's not get into communion then. Let's just stay away from that. Well, that's that's a ritual. <laughs> See, that's not a tradition. Okay. There, we set some standards. Okay. And what was the other thing? Uh, Custom. Yeah, I guess a custom could be. I feel like custom is around culture. Yeah, on larger scale. Okay. I would think. It's a custom. Most of the people within this culture practice this custom of... Um, Okay, of like the French kissing on both cheeks. That's a French custom. It's not a tradition. A tradition would be the French every year on Bastille Day eat a hard-boiled egg because of something. But that's some tradition. I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of like a non-religious holiday, so it wouldn't become a ritual. But if everyone did that, then maybe it'd be a custom. A tradition, I feel like, could be more personal. It's like this is what I do. This is what the people around me in my life do. We do this together. Yeah, but then Christmas time when people have Christmas trees and they eat special foods for Christmas, it's not, it's the same thing. You're just doing it because it's a tradition. Okay. Let's <laughs> change the topic to semantics. <laughs> We're setting the standard. <laughs> okay, so then we'll- I wish the the, the, the uh, topic was semantics. <laughs> that can be, a, that, we'll put it on the yeah, list. Yeah, let me write it down. It'll be added. Okay, so- uh, custom and tradition for this sake can be the same thing. Okay. Ground rules are laid, but no animal blood. Yeah, no. No, rituals are different. Rituals are religious. Custom is cultural. Tradition, I guess, is, uh, I guess, more personal. But like I said, I feel like it's it all revolves around food. Don't you think it's a tradition every year that you eat a turkey on Thanksgiving? It's a tradition every year to make Christmas cookies and decorate them or make a gingerbread house. Sure. Yeah, those are traditions. Those are nice things. Yeah. Things I never really had. Oh. I mean, they were offered to me. <laughs> I shouldn't say they weren't, they weren't there. Oh, okay. I just didn't. No. So what, what do you have on your list? Um, that it was, uh, well, I wrote down the Feast of Seven Fishes, which is an Italian custom, I think. I want to say I wrote it down as a tradition, but maybe it's a custom. This is our semantics episode now. What is this? The Feast of Seven Fishes. It's an Italian thing where you go to midnight mass and then when you come home, you eat a ton of fish oh. and people stay up until like six in the morning. What if you don't want to eat fish? What if you don't like fish? People like fish. But a lot of people don't like fish. Well, then I'm sure there's like some bread. You can have some bread. Or no. some, I'm sure there's cheese and stuff and crackers and stuff. Because this is tied to religious thing you go to midnight mass if you don't eat the fish i'm sure you're shunned mm. any tradition mm -hmm. or custom mm -hmm. that's making someone feel like an outcast because they don't want to partake i'm not into it i'm making this up but i'm just imagining the people who don't want to eat the fish like you, know, you can't be a part of this. There's a difference between you don't like Jesus. <laughs> you're done. There's a difference between okay, so maybe I don't know the the history of this tradition of this feast of seven fishes. So maybe it ha does have like a religious connotation. But there's a difference between like folding your arms and saying I don't like fish. You know what I mean, and making it a thing, or just being there for the tradition, not participating in it necessarily, but just being around it. Watching people eat a bunch no, of fish? No, you just hang out with them, and I'm sure there's- other. Can you imagine like, the smell? I like Who's fish. Who's cooking the fish? 
Is there a specific kind of fish? I'm sure it's some mother, some Italian mother who's making this. Stuff. Is it a mixture of a bunch of different kinds of fish? I think it's all kinds of fish. So it's like you get, you could have like crab, you could have some white fish, salmon, something. I don't know. What made you think of this? I was thinking of traditions. Oh, so just in general. Yeah. You were. Would you want to partake in this? I would for the experience. I don't, I like fish. I don't like all fish. I don't like mussels or clams or oysters and things. Those are the only ones I'll eat. I, that's, that's weird. Give me a shellfish, a bivalve. Like an oyster? Yeah, the raw oysters are tough. I don't understand. We've talked about this, I think, on the show. I don't understand the point of an oyster. The oyster, no one is, are you, do you chew the oyster? No. No, you just, just gulp it, right? As fast as you can. So what did you just do? First of all, people put like horseradish or, or hot sauce or something in there. And then all you do is burn your mouth with the hot sauce and then quickly swallow that oyster thing. Well, it's like taking it. a shot. You don't really want to taste it. So you're getting drunk and when oysters are aphrodisiacs. So you're, that's isn't why people are doing I know, that's it, people aren't shooting oysters to get corny. <laughs> that's why I do it. I'm going to the oyster bar tonight. Yeah, I'm going to get laid. Uh, but what about like uh, mussels? That could be a tradition. When bros try to go out to get laid at night, they go yes. to the oyster bar first. A tradition, definitely, right? There's got to be bro tradition where they pregame, you know? Oh, yeah, but, we're going to get wasted. Yeah. But I'm going to get wasted before we go get wasted. By shotgunning this beer mm -hmm. and then shotgunning another beer, tall boys, 22 ounces in my bathtub. <laughs> or if you're confident enough in your ability, you don't do it in the bathtub because you're not worried you're going to spill it. Oh, no. You're a professional. Yeah, I guess that, you know, you'd be shunned if you, if you, oh, you spilled it. See, I think. Can't come out tonight. Now, if they did these things because they were superstitious and felt like last time they did it, they got laid. Now that's a ritual. Well, that goes into my watching football superstition. Exactly. That's magical thinking. Like I said, not to say that it's fake, because I'm not trying to say like religious rituals are fake, but there's some magical property to it. And that makes it a ritual. If only I had a rabbit at the time. And by accident, this would be by accident. I would never do something like this on purpose. You know, someone came over and the rabbit was loose and they sat on the rabbit. And mm -hmm. as soon as they sat on the rabbit, the falcon scored a touchdown. Yeah. And then at that point, like, well, we got to kill rabbits constantly so this team can win. It becomes a ritual. Good thing the rabbits have lots of babies. So you just have to start out with two. The only reason I... Pretty soon you got 12. <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing How this up... How many games are in a season? I'm not condoning <laughs> killing, slaughtering animals and drinking their blood. But in Prospect Park in Brooklyn, it's, quite, it's a thing that happens. that They find goat heads all over the place. And there's a big uh, Caribbean population. And uh, I, it's tied to some of that. Okay. That's their, it's not a tradition. So when you say ritual, I just constantly think, because there's always articles published, like another goat head found. That's so weird. So that's what I think of. Okay. And that's why I keep returning to that. But I'll stop. I'm not going to reference another animal's blood okay. for the rest of the show. I'm going to do my best. What's another, uh, what's a tradition that you personally do for Christmas? Hmm, boy. The <laughs> I told you, I don't partake in too many traditions. The one that I had was not a healthy one. It was a bad one. And I've, the I've, killing of the rabbits. I've talked one? about, I told you I'm done with that. No more. Okay. I'm no. sorry. 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 You sorry. can bring it up. <laughs> I just did. Just don't try to lure me there. Okay. I'm not going back. Okay. 
No, back in the days when I was uh, you know, using drugs. Mm. On Christmas Eve, I like to have. Oh, this was before it ramped up into anything. But it was like my sister had her wisdom teeth taken out one year and on Christmas Eve. I was like, hmm, what are these? It was the first time I tried like a Percocet. Oh. Like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to do this every Christmas Eve and for like six years in a row. That became my tradition. Really? Yeah. Oh. So there you go. Okay. There. Thank you for thank you for revealing that. Well, it's whatever. It is what it is. Well, sometimes on Christmas Eve, do you think back on that and you think that do you feel shame about it or do you feel like that was fun and you miss it or what do you feel? I, th- I think that was before things because you know at some point and then it's like oh I'm taking too much of these, so therefore it doesn't mean anything if you take one on Christmas Eve. There is no tradition, mm. though. Oh right, because you're already taking it other times. Yeah, so it's not special. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it loses that. No, I don't know. It was a thing. That's how I view it. Okay. It was uh, at the time something because it wasn't happening often in my life. Yeah, it was something that I liked. Um, now it's nice to not do that. So, yeah, that's the new thing. Okay. But you know, when we talk about traditions. If you, if you talk to people who are into drugs hardcore, there's a lot of ritual. Ritual. See, why is it ritual? What's the, yeah, because I, is it some sort of magic thinking about it? Not, it's not going to kill you or you're going to, it's going to be safe this time or it's happening so often though, though, too, right? What do you mean? The use of the like, drug? I know that people who shoot heroin, a big part of it is the prep of it, the scoring of it, mm. and the prep. Yeah. And, you know, even not using the drug, one of the hardest things for people to get over is that consumed so much of their life and that became such a part of it that they have to relearn a lot more huh and i don't know if it i mean i'm sure it could tie to alcohol if you had the bar you went to work you went to this bar that you liked that's where you went every night that was your thing yeah you have to relearn how to not go to that bar you have to well it's re- just it's not just not drinking at that right. point Definitely. And smoking is the same way. There's such a context for smoking that you cannot be physically, uh, mentally, no, physically addicted to cigarettes or to nicotine anymore. But the ritual around it, like that feeling of being full after eating a big meal and wanting to smoke, or you're in the car and you always smoke in the car and it's like a thing you do. It's you have to, there's a lot more. And then Um, What I've heard about heroin is that because it is something that you have to do in such a secret way that the context for it is a little bit easier to avoid. And that's why, like, people who have a problem with food have such a problem with uh, either not overeating or um, being uh, bulimic or anorexic or something is because you still have to be around the food constantly. And so you have to totally retrain your brain and how to think about it. That's how I think about alcohol, because it is just widely available. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes, less and less people are smoking. And they're so expensive. I think that's a deterrent. Yeah. In New York, they're $15 a pack. Yeah. And that really deterred people. It's like, I can't outlaw these, but. Do people who sell loose cigarettes make money? Yeah, they were selling them for a dollar a piece. How many are in the pack? 20. Oh. So it was a small profit there. They might be getting it from another place too. Well, then there was the black market cigarette Pennsylvania guy. Pennsylvania or something. There was a black market cigarette guy who had the Virginia packs of cigarettes. Oh, okay. Um, 
when I was smoking, though, one of the hardest things when I quit was, oh, normally in this situation, I would smoke. Mm-hmm. Talking to a friend, having a deep conversation late at night. I mean, smoking in bars, which in Atlanta, uh, you could still do. That's one thing. Then I moved to New York and you couldn't smoke in bars anymore, so you have to go outside. But then that became its own thing. Right. And I really liked going out, especially in the winter. Yeah. that was, A lot of people didn't. You never knew when you were done blowing out your smoke because it was so cold. <laughs> yeah, and then I would switch to menthols. No, talk about a tradition. Whoa! In winter, I'd switch to menthols. Ugh. Because I felt as though it was, it was already cool, crisp air, and let's add this menthol flavor yeah. to it. <laughs> it. Made no sense. And then when I had a car in Atlanta, when I would drive, then it became when I was had to walk places. Yeah, that you have to retrain yourself to get past all of those mm-hmm. things. It's a big. Uh, it's not. It's not the smoking that was the hardest part. It was just all the triggers from those situations. Right. That's what I'm saying. Those things can be harder to avoid than if you are doing something that's maybe more uh, ment- uh, physically addictive. But the way these things work, and you know, I guess this is not a tradition, but uh, once you get far enough away from them. Like when I hadn't had a cigarette in so long, I, then I would have dreams that I did. And I, what the hell? Why did you ruin that? And then you wake up and you'd be happy you didn't have a cigarette. Yeah. But it takes a little while to get there. And then once yeah. you're there, everything flips. I know. Because now I think about smoking and it's so gross. And then you just, yeah. Did you, you never smoked though. I did. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. I smoked when I was with Tim Andrews. Did some smoking. Not a lot. Enough oh. where I needed, I used the patch mm. <laughs> to quit. I didn't know this. Yeah. And then it turned into just when you're drunk. And then I would I would ask for a cigarette when I was drunk. And uh, like I would just want a puff of someone's. And then they'd be like, here, you can have the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want it. Because I really went. I, would, I just stopped enjoying them. So it was really easy to stop after that. I didn't. Because you really have to push past the gross part of smoking. And then once you do, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's what's strange about it. And drinking. When you first start That's drinking, true. you don't really like it. I'll keep doing this, though. Yeah. But there's more obvious effect with alcohol. Well, and you get cigarettes. better with what alcohol is because there is alcohol that does taste good. But if you're just talking about, I mean, even wine, it takes a while to understand the fruit, floral, and nut <laughs> flavors in a wine. You don't taste them at first. But you're right. You do have to push past the wine being gross, and then all of a sudden you start tasting things in it. So, Yeah. Around abuse of substances, there are maybe traditions. Yeah, maybe. Or rituals. Rituals. <laughs> That's fine. It all falls under the... Look, we say we're going to stick to holiday traditions. And oh, right. Well, <laughs> listen, taking the Percocet was your Christmas Eve tradition. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. Christmas time is here. Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. It was my own, though. Like, shared traditions. Mm. I, don't, I feel like I've created my own, mostly. Okay. And there are things that I've enjoyed doing. Because I didn't, again, it's like, well, what if someone else doesn't want to do this? I don't want them to ruin my tradition. I like watching certain movies around Christmas time. Obviously, you watch Christmas movies, but there are certain ones that I like to see, you know, um, like the uh, Miracle on 34th Street with, what's her name? Yeah, she's uh, great. Yeah. She's my favorite. Uh, Natalie Wood. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And uh, uh, the um, a Christmas Carol with the Alistair Sims Christmas Carol. 
Normally, I know these and just left my brain. You're being fed information. You should put an earpiece in every time we do the show. That's true with my mom. And have like, your mom listen in. And she just feeds information. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those are important ones to watch. And oh, uh, Scrooged. Oh, we should watch Scrooged. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's certain movies, certain uh, like I I uh, I like baking, and so I like making certain things, especially in the winter time. There is a tradition for me to make these like ginger cookies. Once the season changes, I would never like want a ginger cook. Uh, not never. I wouldn't be inclined to think of making these ginger cookies in the summer. You know what I mean? In the summer, you want like citrusy things, you know, so you would make something like with lemon in it or something. I would never make something with, you don't want an apple, I'm sorry, you don't want a, a, a pumpkin pie in July. What about the pumpkin spiced crap that comes out in the fall? That's a tradition for people. It is. It's a manufactured tradition. Yeah. That's based on making money for corporations like Starbucks, but- What are some people- other ones? I feel like- there are some other ones that people have. Is it, would you say uh, the diamonds industry standard of saying like three months salary is a tradition that they've forced on people? Yeah, I guess that can be viewed as a tradition. So engagement rings in general. Mm. Is that what yeah, you're talking about? maybe. Sure. Because that's where that three month salary thing comes right, into play. Right, which but is all, garbage. All of that's manufactured. Right. I mean, think about even Valentine's Day, the the tradition, the traditional things to get for Valentine's Day are flowers and chocolates. And I don't know. Is there anything else? Card. Balloon. A balloon. Get out of here with your balloon. What am I, eight? Well, wow, a balloon. That's what people will do. This is the problem around these manufactured traditions. I want a vase of flowers with a teddy bear holding onto it, because I'm. You're gonna infantilize me because I'm a little girl who needs sweets and flowers and pretty things. So when does a, a tradition hold meaning? If it's one you've created for yourself, yeah. I mean, meaning subjective. I would rather the tradition be. You know me. I would. I want you to get the big box of chocolates half off the next day and spend five dollars instead of ten dollars on that thing that's that's what i would appreciate way more <laughs> and that can turn into a tradition but it's yeah. a an offshoot from a fake tradition and imply uh, which import, people yeah. put so much value in though yeah there's a lot of people we didn't celebrate valentine it doesn't mean anything if one person says it doesn't mean anything then sadly it doesn't I know that it's somewhat dismissive of the other person's feelings if it does mean something to them. So maybe there's a way to compromise, but that's not what I'm talking about. I just, oh, he didn't want to do this thing, but I got him to do it and it made me feel better. But, it's like, but it wouldn't the thing be that you wanted him to do, want to do that for you and that didn't happen. So what are you getting out of it? They're getting power, right? Or you're getting just a power out of it. Tell everyone else that you're just like them. I did the thing we were supposed to do. And that's important to people. That's a terrible tradition. People who, yeah, all of those things are manufactured things, right? Like um, uh, those bracelets that people wear that are that jewelry. What is that stupid thing called? Where you can get like different charms for it and stuff. It became a very, it became a thing. Not a tennis, bra- it's not a tennis bracelet. It's, the, it's like you would get, uh, Oh, God, I can't remember. Anyway, people know what I'm talking about. Is that like it, a charm bracelet? It's like a charm bracelet, but it's like 
for suburban housewives. One of their better charms that you let's just say it is for the sake of it. It's like my kid plays soccer. And so my husband for my birthday got me a soccer charm, you know, or like the charm that has uh, my kids names on it. And it's like in sterling silver or whatever. I guess I'm. I feel like I know people who have this thing and I love these people and I don't mean to shit on them. But from my point of view, it is a manufactured thing. Somebody decided, like, we're going to make this thing. We're going to market it as something like, care about your wife this holiday season. Get her a charm bracelet thing. Every kiss. Like, that's all manufactured and does mean less. So a more meaningful tradition would be something that you guys do together. Every year on her birthday, the first time we met, she uh, we went to the grocery store together and she bought a potato. And that's what we do now. We go to the grocery store and we buy a potato. It's like some stupid thing that doesn't make sense, but it has some meaning for you two. That's a way better tradition. Yeah, but a lot of people are lazy. People like traditions. So this is what we're figuring out is people enjoy traditions. And so as things that people buy into are usually hijacked and sold in some form yeah. or another. It's like, okay, yeah. look, here it is. And then it gets people who are lazy off the hook. Who don't want to even deal with stuff like that. And then they can buy the charm. Yeah, it's easy. But then I assume there are different soccer ball charms and one's better than the other. Then the other wife gets the better soccer ball and she feels good about herself and superior. And the other one feels like a piece of crap. Pandora. Wow. Pandora bracelets. (laughs) You're excited. Well, I'm just excited that I found what I was talking about. So let's look this up. I got a picture of one of these. Oh, yeah. I'm just curious. It's not the... That's the name of the... It's not the brand. Uh, look. Okay. So they're just like a band around... It's just a bracelet. And you slide these charms. You have to buy these charms individually. And they're... But it's a company that did this. Yes. Pandora is the company. Yes. And look, they came up with something and people jumped on board. They did. It's the same thing as the beers and the diamonds. Yes. Eh, we're going to limit the supply and make them so, so they're rare and somehow tie your value to it and the value of the love you have with the other person to the size of the diamond they buy you. And people bought into it. And what a ridiculous. Who, why doesn't anyone just stop and think? But it's all status symbols. At it's that a point. status thing. Well, I was going to say about these Pandora bracelets, right? If you have multiple even with, and they're full of charms, that is send it's telegraphing to people other people other women or maybe i guess other men too about like i'm the cock of the walk my yes, you know yeah he, certainly I, yeah my husband is cares about me more and spends more money on me and spoils me with stupid charms so what's your christmas tradition making my neighbors feel like shit <laughs> and inferior i buy the better gifts my wife shows them off better and then yeah. they feel like they're losers, and that's my Christmas tradition. Well, even like engagement rings and wedding rings, there's a there are people that have a certain standard as to what that needs to be, and it needs to be this big of a diamond so that people will see it. it the the in, the wedding ring part needs to be like also have a bunch of diamonds on it and fit around it, so it looks like a certain way. And it's a bit... Man, that person with the pear shaped diamond, uh, you know that that relationship's not lasting. You're just getting that from Sex in the City. 
Oh, yeah, that is where I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where I got that. Is that true, though? Yes, because Aiden picked out a pear-shaped diamond and Samantha. Oh, I know no, that's what's true. What's her name? Help. What's not Samantha? Miranda helped her helped him pick it out. And she's like, I was so pregnant. Leave me alone. No, I know that's true. But is the pear-shaped uh, still shun? I didn't, I, you're asking the wrong person. I don't care about stuff like that. If if there was always a thing about me and my fiance, <laughs> me and my boyfriend at the time, whatever, if there was some thing between us about pears and then you got me a pear-shaped diamond, I feel like then it would have some sort of meaning. But this is not tradition. What if you like bananas? A banana-shaped diamond? Mm-hmm. Those don't exist. How about yellow gold because bananas are yellow? Yeah, but that's ugly. <laughs> nah, it's all right. Who wants yellow gold? Nah, people want yellow gold. It's coming back. Is it? Sure. I don't keep up with any of it. I don't really either. I'm just saying it because it feels right. I think it is. It's too much, too much tied to it that I don't like. Because it's coming from a place of inauthenticity. Mm-hmm. And that is very important, I think, to me and you. Where I don't... You don't want to... You don't want something or... You don't want something done for you just because you're sort of told to do it or there's some sort of fake merit attached to it. You want the person to do it because they want to do it because they either even if they don't want to do it, they know it means something to you and it makes them feel good to do it for you. And that's what's important. That's why New Year's Eve, I don't like to partake in well, the couple reasons the one is another year has passed and i've gotten over this uh in the past couple of years but i used to hate it because it was just a point to look back and like what have i done oh nothing again <laughs> and just another year closer to death but outside of that it's like everyone wants to go out and look if they're having fun what do i care but there's this fault. there's pressure if you do go out to be having the best time because this is the end of this year. So you have to have this kind of time. And then New Year's resolutions could be tradition for some people, which I don't buy into either. Mm. Look, if you want to make a change in your life, great. I'm all for that. It's something you should want to do. It shouldn't be tied to a new year because at that point, it just seems like something that everyone else does. It's also a should. At mm. this point, I should make this change in my life. How often do people follow through on these things? Yeah, you won't do things because you should. Or you shouldn't. Mm, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should again. It's not as useful to you yourself to do things because of a should. It's because of a want. Yeah, if you want to make a change, just do it whenever. What's the Michael Jackson song that uses that lyric? Man in the mirror. I want to make a change. Yeah, that's what I thought it's of. It's going to feel real good. Shamo. That's what I thought of when I, <laughs> I said that. Man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I love that song. I'm asking him to make a change. and No message could be any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, better look at yourself and make that change, which is honestly a good message. Don't try and change everyone else. Start with yourself and then you'll influence people because of your actions. And if you don't, so what? And so what? Let them go and be miserable. It's their problem. And if, especially if you have kids, you're not going to. You're not going to change them into being a certain way. They're going to mirror you. So if they see you being a jerk and then they and then you are telling them not to be a jerk, they're going to grow up to be jerks because they saw you being a jerk. But you're, they're an extension of you. Oh, yeah. They can fulfill all the dreams that you had that you weren't able to yeah. <laughs> to reach. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's why you have kids. Yes. 
I didn't do the things I wanted, but my kid will be a professional baseball player. That's right. Correct the sins of the past. And just keep having kids. So many sins in my past. That's why I had 38 kids. Well, and you're likely just statistically going to do well with one of them. So have more. Yeah, but then you can't give them attention. So maybe you're not going to do well with any of them. Oh, but that's a gamble. You just have to roll the dice. Some people some wall. people want to place one bet at a roulette table and some want to spread it out. It's just. I do spread it out. Do you? Yeah. I like doing black or red. I'll do a black or a red. Sometimes the two to one. So you pick a row and then I just arbitrarily oh, really? pick corners and lines and I'll pick one number completely. How many times have you played roulette? I think I've played it once and then I got so scared and I left. I, I you know, I played it. You know, I was I was thinking about this because you like to gamble. I do like to gamble. <laughs> I hate gambling. I hate losing money. The reason why I left the roulette table is because I didn't know what I was doing, and I was afraid. Like, I was afraid to be around the people who knew what they were doing, and that I was going to be messing them up or causing them to whatever. Just like that one where you roll the dice. Like, I don't approach that because I don't know how that's played. I don't know what's bad luck, what's good luck. Well, I saw a commercial for a casino, and I and I thought, I don't really, why do so many people like? I know the prospect of winning money, but why do so many people like doing it? And then I thought of you. I was like, oh yeah, I know someone, yeah. Autumn. <laughs> she enjoys gambling. I do. But you know, when I played roulette, I was I just made stuff up, and I won like one hundred and twenty dollars. Cool. But I, if I did it again, it probably wouldn't work. It's just the luck of the draw, mm-hmm. the spin. Yeah, the luck of the spin. You know, that can get into some superstitions, which aren't traditions, but people gamble. You could have a tradition where After you blow all your money, you go have the steak buffet. Yeah, (laughs) sad steak buffet. I have no money left. I know that there are a lot of rituals that are included with gambling, but maybe a tradition, I'm just bringing it back, a tradition could be like every uh, Labor Day, me and the wife head out to uh, Harrah's. And uh, we have a little time at the casino, and that's just what we do. It's our little tradition. We don't care how much money we lose. We each bring $200 to blow, and I usually blow through it first because I'm at the blackjack table. My do- my wife's at the penny slots, <laughs> you know, whatever. That like, sounds that, nice. That, that, that does sound nice. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I think shared traditions and maybe a lot of traditions, because when I'm, we're talking about the ones that I have, which are few, I, I brought up New Year's, not doing anything on New Year's, hiding away. But that's you avoiding your feelings about but the it became year a ending. tradition okay <laughs> sure sure but it goes on long enough i was like that's a thing i do i hide that's my thing hermit crab i lied to people once said my grandfather was in the hospital and i had to go visit him and i just went home and i sat there wow and then i called him i felt for some reason i was like, I, I, I should call him though and say hi yeah but that uh you know so, but that was a tradition that wasn't shared like i felt like i had to lie about my tradition it was all done in secrecy there was i used to take clothes there was shame yeah not that one. No? I don't know if there was shame. Then why were you about. hiding? Why wouldn't you just like, I like to spend it alone. I didn't want to deal with the people who are going to pressure me. Yeah. Come on, come out. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't okay. want to say no. That was still on me. I could say no. I can make my own decisions and choices mm-hmm. and not have to be influenced. But that became a thing. And then uh, on Christmas, I used to, when I lived in Atlanta, I would take like old clothes to Woodruff Park. Just give them to homeless people. That's so nice. But I did that alone too. I didn't really tell people. That's important, right? Which, because if it's you're doing something for the show of it, just like that Pandora bracelet, then what kind of meaning does it really have? 
I mean, I guess the good can still be done. Like a husband could be buying the bracelet stuff to show off, but the wife could really appreciate it. And so it's like a equaling out at that point. But if you were, if you were, uh, broadcasting that you were bringing the clothes to the homeless the homeless still get clothes so it's okay yeah but trying to prove something right at that point yeah you might to be. other people yeah if you're telling everyone about it yeah i was also bringing clothes like jinko jeans don't want these anymore <gasps> and i was hoping i would run into to someone wearing yeah. these goofy jeans we should make shirts for the homeless that have like greg's shirt on it so we- I did make an Abercrombie and Fitch t-shirt once, white t-shirt. I wrote on it with marker, with Sharpie, and then I wore that around and said Abercrombie and Fitch. Do people think it was really Abercrombie? Because yeah. that seems like something they might do. It's like we're, you know, rustic sort of, you know, torn edges. It is true. Yeah. It is something they probably would try. Mm-hmm. I would tell people, like, I'm going to return it, though. It doesn't fit well. <laughs> And then I thought of actually trying to return it. Yeah, see what they say. It's okay, They'll give you this. store credit. I bought this. I don't like it. Do you have a receipt? No. Hmm. Uh, what credit card did you use? Did you use a credit card? Did you pay cash? No, it was cash. Mm. It was no. a $59 shirt. You know, I spoke to my manager and they said, um, we unfortunately can't refund you, but we can give you store credit. Is cool. that all right? So I can buy a half a pair of those jeans that are ripped to hell. Maybe. If it's on sale, we'll see. <laughs> or those fisherman hats that were cool. Fisherman hats? In the late 90s. The trucker hats? No. They were like fish. They had a full rim around the edge. I don't remember. I, I, I don't. I think they were called. I don't know. It made me think of a fisherman. So let me say, I uh, was interested in a lot of those things growing up and even somewhat recently about, you know, like what I should be doing, what, what, like... I saw people with the engagement rings and the wedding rings that I talked about before and kind of thought about my own and thought like, oh, it's not, uh, it's not, it doesn't look like theirs. And that makes me feel a certain way. Uh, or uh, the going to Abercrombie and like, everyone is getting the, I want these too. And I remember, I think my dad took me to get, I wanted to go in that store and they were so expensive. It was like, get out of here. We're not going to do it. I don't think we got them. So but you just like try these on for size. Like I, I experimented with those things. Like what, I guess the traditions or are these traditions? No, but it's close. Yeah. These ideas of what should be like, tradition. I mean, or the like, clothing's not necessarily a tradition in this instance, but it's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a certain, if you're a certain part, if you're at a certain point in your life, these certain things should be happening to you. You should be doing these certain things, these these certain um, uh, uh, marks in your life. These uh, what are this uh, different um level? You should be like progressing to certain things. If you're a certain age, you should own a home. Different stages. Stages. You should be at certain stage. Well, stages can be whatever stage you're in. But okay. like an idea of where you should be, I think is is expected of you. And just like I was saying about uh, you're at a certain stage in your life and I sh- my husband should be buying me Pandora bracelets. You know, um, my hu- I'm, I'm at a certain point in my relationship with my boyfriend or whoever, my partner. And so they should be buying me certain things for Valentine's Day because that's what I expect. That's the tradition that has no meaning. 
But that doesn't matter because it's, it's just what is supposed to happen. We're venturing into shoulds, which I think should be its own show. I think it should, too. It should. It should. <laughs> it will be. I would yeah, like it to be. I would, too. All right. Semantics is going on the back shoulds, burner. Shoulds, you know, traditions to tie it into that. Uh-huh. I, I know think, we went off too far. Against... No, but I think there are traditions that people feel like they should do mm-hmm. or other people are doing and they want to be a part of. And if not, they feel like they're left out, um, which everyone wants to fit in. The herd. But there are ways <laughs> – if there's no meaning, I don't it, – if it's not authentic, I don't understand where there's meaning. People don't think about it. So therefore, why would you want to continue to do that? Why does it mean anything to you? Traditions – as far as we're talking now, my problem is what a few traditions I had, I didn't share with anybody. Yeah. And I would like to have some to share with people. That's a nice thing. And to create your own where there is actual meaning there, that's that's the best path. Yeah. Now, there are bigger ones that are shared. We're talking about the holidays. And a lot of people do the same things. And that's nice because it comes around once a year. And it's still shared with people, though, that you're close to and like, even if other people are doing the same thing, it's not to show off. Right. It's yeah. not a status thing at that yeah. point. It's just we do this. This is nice. Yeah. And let's enjoy it. And it sort of signifies the start and the end of a holiday. Right. Because it's like the start of the Christmas season is when you start making sugar cookies and decorating them. And once Christmas is over, you're not cutting out sugar cookies of Santa and decorating them anymore unless... Unless it's your tradition that you make in the summer. Every June, I make Santa cookies. <laughs> I mean, if that's your, th- I guess that's your special tradition. I guess that's fine. And that means something. And that means something. That's what you're doing at that point. Yeah. So, you know, as far as traditions go, uh, I, I, I think if I'm going to create more, that is my goal. Mm-hmm. Authentic, shared traditions. Meaningful. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. We can revisit this in a year. Okay. But I also don't want to force them. I want them to be no, of course. organic. So something possibly will This come is up. the golden age of Greg. Yes. It's going to continue into 2020 and we'll see where- It's going to go on for decades. Yes. So I say. Knock on wood. I don't have any wood. Yeah. And why do people knock on their head? Because that, they're pretending that your head's made of wood. I get it, but it's not. So it's I not know. a substitute for wood. So therefore, that doesn't, to me, mean anything. It's like the Eucharist. You know, it's, I say it's the body, it's the body. My head's the wood. Just relax. Okay. Thanks for listening to One Topic. Uh, go onto our uh, iTunes page and give us five stars because someone. Nah. No. Nope. Nothing happened. Just go on there. Give us five stars. We like to see those ratings go up. Rate and review us. Uh, subscribe. Sorry to shut you down like that. And don't talk about that chump. All right. We're not going to give a... Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> and what else? Was and there? I don't know. Find us everywhere at one topic. Um, Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. What if someone doesn't oh, celebrate Christmas? Happy holidays. Yeah, you're canceled. Uh, Shalom in the home. Well, someone... Hey. Happy... Ha- happy... Um, don't... Just forget it. Just... What's the other one? No, Kwanzaa? No, leave it. Uh, this is... The, the you're, one where you're, you're Chinese your, New Year. You're digging yourself. That's in <laughs> April. You're digging yourself deeper. Um, you're gonna, Festivus. You're bringing me down with you because I'm tied to the show. You know, cut off that goat's head and leave it in Prospect Park. Cancel culture. Autumn is canceled. Yeah. Hey, Greg. 
Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers, so I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. Maybe even, and I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>